Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Rombach. Private practice owners, it's time to change the status quo that's leaving us and our staff burned out and our patients dissatisfied because we don't have the time nor the energy to give them the care they deserve. If you're ready to rewrite the rules for your own practice so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care, then join us for inspiring interviews with thought leaders in the medical industry. Each week, we discuss improvements to operational efficiency, reducing provider fatigue, increasing access to meet patient expectations, and introducing the next generation of healthcare innovation. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. Don't you feel guilty when a bad habit is already a part of your everyday activities? You're so eager to remove it from your system, but how? In our busy schedule, it would be very hard for us to reconstruct our daily cycle. Even so, a simple technique can replace that bad habit with a good one. Today, Ronnie Louisa shares her secrets on how habit stacking has improved her way of life. She's over 50 years old, yet she stays fabulous and healthy. How did she do it? Let's find out in this episode. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you're having a great day and welcome back for another episode of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast. And today we have another fabulous speaker because she helps people to be even more fabulous, especially women who are in the high demanding careers like our ladies in healthcare to step into the next best 50 years. And it doesn't really matter your age, your gender, or where you are in life, because we're talking about willpower versus the habit power. So how do you create exactly what you want and not get so excited into whether it's the new year that's coming up, or it's the last quarter, or whatever goal you wanted to achieve, but not knowing how to really consistently stick to it, and get to that goal. So Ronnie, she truly is a professional. She's been uh, in fitness, nutrition, uh, helping people to see your body, your sexiness, your personal mission, creating your career in a whole package. And uh, I can't wait (laughs) until you guys hear all about her. So Ronnie, please introduce yourself. Well, Sabrina, I really was attracted to you. We were attracted to each other through mutual people, mostly because we do help people within themselves, meaning not to sound like Yoda, but the answers are within you. And I'm a fab after 50 women's wellness coach. Why? Because I'm 56. Um, So I have been in the fitness industry for over a decade, but before then I was in PR and I was a journalist. And what does a journalist do? Research. You know, reporters don't know everything. They go, okay, here's my assignment. I go find out. They research. And right now as a fab after 50 women's wellness coach, it's wellness. The main thing that I have been working on lately is self-health advocacy. And that's what 
drew me to you. Um, really, you have to ask a lot of questions and we can get into that. But before then, pre-pandemic, up right up to the pandemic um, in 2020, I was a personal trainer, certified personal trainer. And as you know, with continuing education, we need more education and we need to recertify all the time. And I was having more clients in different areas. So I, I became a senior fitness specialist. I was certified in pre-postnatal and pregnancy fitness, um, TRX, silver sneakers, which is you know f- for the aging, the baby boomers, because that's the largest growing demographics. I couldn't think of the word, a demographics. But really with the pandemic, I was just body slammed into helping people in a different way. And most women were talking to me just sitting there after a a workout session because I went on Zoom. And that's what I mean by body slam. Before I used to drive to my clients, I live in Los Angeles. And if you've ever driven in Los Angeles, as you know, Sabrina, a 20 minute drive at two in the morning during the day in Los Angeles is an hour and a half easily. (laughs) I could only train about four or five people a day. And then the pandemic, you know, closed all down all the studios, the private studios where I used to train people and I couldn't go to their homes. So bing, bang, boom, we went on Zoom and I was training like 10 people a day. But what I found, what got me into coaching is that women just really wanted to talk. We pulled our big girl pants up and took care of business. The kids working at home, the partner at home, you were at home. Everybody was either going hybrid then in the fall and Things are changing. And, you know, a lot of new phrases came out and became popular. Pivot was one of them. Self-care was another term. And, um, you know, redefining yourself. And a lot of people were either working all on the dinner table or half the kids were going to school. Half of them were still on Zoom. So women went through a lot of anxiety, whether they thought, no, no, I'm not anxious or not. Because as you know, the brain doesn't know where anxiety and stress comes from. Distress is distress in your body. And it can be like you may be handling it right, but that's a lot of new things to process. And we are, we are walking blobs of habits from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed at night. When you were born, you didn't have habits. So we were conditioned and we conditioned ourselves into habits. So that also includes your habitual way of thinking. Right. And this is exactly why we're here because we can't all have to think about how do we adapt, right? As as some people like the consistency part of it, and then just uh, even Tony Robbins talked about the six core human needs, right? Some people like consistency and then they can't even break away from whatever they've been conditioned in doing things that that way. And doesn't matter if it's right, if it's efficient, they're just so comfortable. And yeah. uh, so change is hard. So then uh, when you think about habit, yes, we condition ourselves to do those things so many times and it become a second nature because our subconsciousness pick them up and therefore we can also train ourselves out of that so then we can get to a better place and no longer feeling like oh i don't have willpower i don't have resilience then it's like negative self-talk and you're so right in a way of nowadays people become even more aware of who they are, how they are treating themselves. And this past two years, because of the pandemic, we're all got hit in the head to say, what you did before clearly cannot be consistent and keep it up forever. And because our environment simply just saying, yo, <laughs> you need a wait, right? And then everyone starts changing. So, But then if you don't really know the tools of how to change, then we're going to feel like, oh, it doesn't work. 
And not necessarily you couldn't change or things don't work. It just might not work for you. And that's why we have to talk about habits. Well, didn't you find, and this is what I was finding more and more, that while a lot of women, and I work mostly midlife women who are in midlife, 40, 50, 60, 70, they're still career women or they're new entrepreneurs or they're in the third phase of their life and they're reinventing themselves. And while they can, yes, they reinvented themselves and they decided to go on a new career, new venture or work this way. And they took care of working even in the healthcare industry. You know, uh, health providers just are so overworked and so overstressed. And even, even when they handle it well, I was finding, and I'm still finding that my clients then latch on to what they could while, yes, I'm good at, okay, my schedule's changed. We have to take care of this. I have to take care of the kids this way. Our daily lives may change and they think they really got it on. It's like they were hanging on to other habits for security, whether it was subconscious or not, bad habits. And like you said, willpower to me and what I'm finding is in coaching people, first we start with who are you? You are the CEO, CFO, CIO of your own self. Sabrina, you are, the, here's your mission statement and everything comes from that mission statement. You are your own company. And then every aspect of your life, your fitness, your exercise, your sex life, your relationships, your love, your career, your fun time, your downtime, all that comes from what is your mission statement? Who are you? What are your values? Like you have heard this before. I didn't make it up. Write your own obituary. How do you want to be remembered? What is your legacy? Who were you? How did you live your life? And then everything comes from those values. Every good company has a mission statement. And it really frees you up to find out, okay, who do I want to be? And Correct. When, because when that's you... the part uh, of the seven habit of uh, highly affected people, right? Start with the mm-hmm. end in mind. And I totally believe you in the way of it's not just about doing a lot of things and feeling like, oh, yeah, I have the capacity to do it. Let me just add on, right? Take on the responsibility. Especially women, it just becomes like you are a superwoman. You should be able to have the career, run around the household, and then by the 50, you, you kids should be already college or graduating. You're feeling like that as well. Like everything is just compiled on each other. And then the community part, right? The socialized part. Like, uh, are you the one who's reaching out to everyone to make things happen? Or it, it just become so much. And then we don't have to be in that place of feeling, oh, I always have to be on. Uh, Mm. At the end of the day, uh, many of my clients, same thing. We don't burn out. We don't stress out because the things we have to do is actually not about getting things done. It's about don't even know how to say yes, how to say no anymore because you're lost. Yes, we we lost Because you have to get rid of some things. And that's where the habits come in. I mean, we're hitting a lot of things, but you said something in your 50s. A lot of my clients in their 50s have kids in elementary school. Other clients have kids who are teenagers in high school. Other clients have grown kids in their 20s and 30s. Nowadays, you cannot define people by their age. It's where they are in their lives. You don't need to compare yourself with your colleagues or your competitors. However, if you're looking for a point of reference, you have to know what phase of their lives they are in. Age can be deceiving because it doesn't always tell the whole story. They might be 10 years older than you, but they're just starting their healthcare entrepreneurship. 
They might be five years younger, but they're already being hardened by experience. The point is, it's better to compare yourself to your past to gauge if you have improved or not. What we strive for is being better every day. I knew that from my behavior change training, because I'm also certified in behavior modification, is that fitness affects, that's from my personal training, your fitness and your health affect every aspect of your life. It affects your relationships. It affects your moods. If you're in a good mood or you have good vibes because you take care of yourself, you take care of your health and your fitness, that affects your relationships. That affects how you how you deal with your kids or how you have fun with your kids, your, your whole vibe, how you are with your husband or your wife or your partner. It affects how you're relating to other people. It's how you are in your head. And you said another word that I really want to touch upon, and I really would love to talk about habit stacking, but willpower to me is for crap. I have no willpower. What I do have are habits. And I have found, again, from my personal training and from my behavior modification, that it is action and habits that attract motivation. It's like, yes, you have to tie the shoe and go. Yes, you have to eat well. But it's the action of when you're going shopping, what am I? I'm a healthy person. What does a healthy person pick? That red velvet cupcake or that fruit? You know, a healthy, what does a healthy person do? I am a healthy person. Therefore, I'm going to pick this. You'll have a slice of cupcake once in a while, of course, and not feel guilty about it. Enjoy it. Okay. But we are habits. And when you take action, when you open that fridge or when you make the dinner or whatever, what you do then give you the motivation to, yeah, I'm going to whip up this nutritious dinner for the family. Or yeah, I've got the shoes on. You're taking the action of, of getting dressed before you leave work. That way it's like, I'm already dressed. I may as well work out a little bit. It's the actions to bring the motivation because once you start working out or once you eat healthy or once you do a little meditation or once you do whatever it is that you want to start bringing into your life as your self-care, the action brings the motivation because it's that sense of, okay, I'm into it now. Even if I'm just going through the motions for a second, a minute, a minute meditation sometimes lead to a five-minute meditation or lead you on another path. It's that action that brings the motivation to do it again tomorrow. Correct. And also that sense of accomplishment. It's like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. So it, the, the actual term for that is really a cycle, right? So we talk about action because why? Many people think it's when they have the confidence, then they do. But then actually it's the opposite. It's if you have micro steps, it's not about chewing an elephant, right? In one bite, but taking that tiny step that action, the more that you do it, that becomes a habit on the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. And then the more you do it, it become, you believe in your ability to do because you see results. And sometimes the people, despite how much they act, they don't reward themselves. Therefore they stop. So in every little action steps you do is about believe and actually see the result that you're achieving, right? And not just waiting for, oh, maybe I get to a certain step, then we reflect on how much I have gained. But every step of the way, you're already reflecting on where you're growing, where you're heading to, so you can keep yourself on track. And it's really micro steps. You know, a lot of people just want fast and they want fast results. Like, I want to change this habit tomorrow. Hey, you conditioned yourself over 40 years or 30 years or 10 years to do a certain something. If you just accomplished it today or like, I don't want a journal, but you wrote one little line. Today I was grateful for, yay. And it's one little line. You journaled. It's those little micro steps. 
and you accomplished it. And then you have the evidence. You did it. It's like, uh, you always have a bowl of fruit in the dining room table. The kids start learning. That's a natural snack. That's the norm. That's a little micro step. That micro step is huge. It's not the end result. It's like every day, every minute, every hour. It's like, what are you doing? What action are you taking? Get up and stretch once an hour. That's a micro step to self-care. And that in and of itself was an accomplishment. And then celebrate it. Exactly. I even had a client who I said, what do you want to do that is so, um, so many people want to be productive, 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 productive is busy. I'm like, what would be so unproductive and a waste of time? (laughs) She said, going on YouTube and just binging on some old friends episodes or something like that. And she's like, actually, I want to go see all the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, this Saturday, watch all three. I think there are three. And she's like, well, I got stuff to do. I'm like, yeah, it'll be there the next day. And I'm like, if you got sick, what would you do? You'd be in bed and you wouldn't do that stuff anyway. She's like, okay. And I said, but that's not the assignment. The assignment and the stretch is watch it, even if you feel uncomfortable. And then afterwards, get up and dance. So she said it was like the best Saturday afternoon ever. She accomplished nothing, but she felt great. And she got up and danced. Right. And then that story just tells you, you can swap out. So for our listeners, uh, I know you can swap out from a movie marathon to a assign yourself for two sleep cycle of nap. And even though you never napped before or you love to nap, you never allow yourself to take the time and always saying that, oh, kids got something, right? Like you have other plans. Oh, I need to clean out my closet. No matter what, you can allow yourself a block of time and just to do you. And therefore, once you have that reset, you can actually use the same concept to do anything productive that you want to do for your business, for your career, for your practice, for your next promotion, right? Like that's how we use a pleasurable example to reward yourself so then you can validate and then to swap out another uh, example, another event that might not be as comfortable for you to go into. Redeeming yourself from bad habits can be exhausting sometimes. To build good habits, you must be consistent and repetitive. Even so, repetition can cause burnout and might take away your enthusiasm. This is why you have to do reset activities to refresh yourself once in a while. It's similar to a cheat day where you give yourself time to relax and enjoy. Don't think of them as a setback to your goals. Instead, Treat these resets as boosters so you can restart fresh in transforming yourself. Yes. And I'd like to, like I said, I wanted to talk about habits if you don't mind. I have a whole PDF and presentation that I, I give to people and if they want it, they, they can have it. I didn't bring up habit stacking. It's something that's been done for decades, but it's something that I find really works. Let's say when this whole thing started March, 2020, I didn't do that many push-ups. I thought I was a badass because I did 20 push-ups, okay? And I was a trainer. Um, by the way, I'm not athletic at all. I was like the last one picked a dodgeball in school. I, I was not in fitness. I got into fitness because of my health, and that's another story. But I got into fitness in my 40s, and I was so into it that I became a personal trainer. But I didn't do many push-ups. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to add a push-up or two every day. I finally got up to 80. I'm like, I'm going to keep going. 
to this day, and I don't take more time because I don't want to, I do 100 push-ups a morning. Sometimes I'll swap it out for mountain climbers or more or more squats, but 100 push-ups a morning and 150 jumping jacks, no matter what. But here's the habit stacking part. I was more into, I don't have time, I don't have time. It takes a minute, Sabrina, at the most three minutes, three minutes of calisthenics, right? Before you feed the dog, before you walk them, before you brush your teeth, you always get up in the morning and do something. What's the first thing you do? Probably go to the bathroom. So right after you go to the bathroom, do whatever it is you want a, a new habit or right before you brush your teeth, like you will not brush your teeth unless you do those hundred jumping jacks or whatever it is you want to do, the hundred crunches or whatever. And if you connect it, that's habit stacking. You connect it to something you already do. For healthcare providers, for example, you know, the nurses, they have like those candy bars in, in the filing cabinet and, and they just snack because they're, they're hungry instead of taking some time to bring their lunches or whatever. So a habit at night, right before you go to bed, prepare your lunch, brown bag, something, a healthy snack, even if it's throwing a, a banana and an apple. And then in the afternoon, the ritual right before lunchtime is like right before I have my lunch, Let's say you don't have time for lunch. You don't have a whole hour, which most people do. But let's say you're in a, in a profession that you really can't take that much time. I'm going to do like 50 squats and then I'm going to happy dance with my partner. Get an accountability partner. It's like, let's happy dance and then I can have my, my lunch. It's something you already do. Or let's say right before you leave work, I'm going to put on my tennis shoes or I'm going to go in the bathroom and I'm going to change. Right before you leave work to go pick up the kids or to do whatever, change. You're already going to leave. You cannot pick up those keys or that purse until you change. It becomes something you already do. That way, it's not something new that you forget to do and you're putting in your eye calendar or whatever. It's like, I already have to go pick up the kids. I'm going to connect this new habit. See what I'm saying? So connect a habit and don't take on like a million habits. Start picking little habits. And as you start building the new habits and replacing bad ones, it just becomes who you are. It's your identity. It's who you are. You eat well. You you are a healthy person, so you do healthy habits. Right before you go to bed every night, kiss your partner. You cannot go to bed without kissing your partner. You're going to go to bed anyway. Or right as you go to sleep, think of one thing you're grateful for. Don't start with a 10 list. One thing you're grateful for. It becomes a habit. It becomes who you are. Right. That's the part that uh, Ronnie promotes so much. And you guys are hearing how she's stacking, right? It's become part of your identity, your new self. And just like when she even mentioned uh, way early on about if I'm the healthy person, what would I do? I will pick the better option. So if I'm a loving partner, what would I do? I'll kiss my partner before going to bed. Uh, if I'm a loving parent, yes, I'll tuck my kids in and kiss it on the forehead, right? Or talk about the story if they're young. Whatever you want to do, pick one thing. And this is what we encourage all of you. You just pick one thing and think about what is the most convenient in your life right now. It's hard to say, I'm going to add something in the morning, lunchtime, dinner time, and nighttime. No, we don't have to do all of it. Just one time frame in your life right now. Most of us in healthcare don't have a whole hour of lunch. You're lucky yeah. you have 10 minutes, you're grabbing and go. And sometimes your lunch hour got so pushed because patients are in a 
earlier day, right? And then even you have clinics set to have two hour lunch block, you're probably charting, you're probably like doing other things uh, for or making those personal phone calls that you have to do anyways. Like I got to call my bank. I got to call my kid's school. Yeah. Yeah. So think about one convenient time for you. And what is that identity that you wanted to say? I am statement, make your I am statement, find out the best time that you can have and do that one tiny thing and try it. Even just say, Hey, you know what? Next week, my goal is just to do three or four days out of the whole week. And then even you give, uh, you're able to do two to three days, you still deserve a pat on the back. And so that's uh, the thing of continuously do make these convenient small steps and reward yourself no matter how much you have done, because you done one or two is better than zero. So it's, uh, progress and confidence and become action, competency, confidence, then go back to action, right? So we appreciate that Ronnie has been uh, with us on this episode. We know it's hard for all of us to be an expert. And that's why Ronnie say, we don't even care about willpower because it's so short-lived. And we are also needing to see how our, all our life are puzzled into each other. And that's why I say, you wanted to have balance, that's non-existing, but having a harmony cycle is so doable, right? Intentionality in everything you have. To wrap this up, habits can be changed, but it's now a one-stop process. You have to condition yourself and your surroundings based on what you wish to achieve. Start with small steps that will eventually stack up to definitive results. Small, but correct decisions will accumulate over time. Taking actions and being consistent are the keys to redefining yourself. But still, this is a lot of work. So don't forget to relax once in a while. So Ronnie, when you took the quick uh, life will assessment and saw the result, anything that popped into your head? I don't remember the actual taking of it. But reviewing it with you, I was surprised because if I took it today, I don't know if I would get the same results. So I think it does depend on where you are at that moment or that day of, but could I see it again? So we don't actually show the results to our viewers um, on the show. So the point is exactly what you just said. People have a different frame of life Right. this week last week and a month or a year from now. Or even day to day, yeah. Day to day. So the more we can readjust to where we are right now and then seeing, oh, maybe that day or that time and frame of my life, what actually happened that made me feel like my love relationship is not as high as my personal mission, right? Or uh, yeah. how come my social support wasn't as strong where it was always being so strong, how come it wasn't, right? And then it helps us to reflect on that moment. And I think that's the whole point is we can't go out to feel like I build a habit, it's all set. We continuously to re-identify where I am right now so I can keep myself on track. That's why it's important. Uh, what, what you said, what does it bring up for me? Self-reflection. I know a lot of people are too busy to self-reflect. Reflection is really good. And that's why a lot of people journal. I was not into really journaling until I tried it. I'm like, okay, I don't have to go long. If I write a, a line, that's fine. And then what it gets you to do, self-reflect, is like, 
and you look back at your journal, you start seeing patterns and you don't have to do it a lot. You can type it, you can write it, or at least take a moment, however you want to do it. Some people like to meditate. Some people like to walk, meditate, reflect on your day, reflect on the reasons why. That's why good coaching is great because that's what I do as a coach. I don't mentor. I'm not a consultant. Women open up, and I have a couple of men too, open up and start self-reflecting and it's reflective inquiry, reflective questions. And they, you start seeing your own reasons why, your own patterns. It's not therapy. It's things that come out of you and you start seeing those patterns or what that problem was and, and you start seeing solutions and how you want to be. It's like, well, maybe this would be a better option or this is how I should communicate with that person or this is how I should be with myself. That kind of thing. Self-reflection is really, really important. Take a moment, take a few moments. That's a habit too. Take a few moments during the day or pick a, a part of the day or one point in the day where you're going to think about whatever it is that is bothering you that day or something important for you that day, but reflect within yourself, how you handle it, how you want to handle it, how you want to be. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. That point is uh, where do you want it to be today? Who do you want it to be today? How do you want it to show up today? Those questions we continue to need to to be asking ourselves on a daily basis. I know Ronnie does so much more. She does a lot of heavy like work on helping women to even advocate better for their own health because when we are so busy, we're doing so much things, we start forgetting our own self-care. And then that's, there's a whole misconception of what self-care even means. And because we keep pouring out for other people. So, so for any... When all this, uh, when self-care became the popular term, I started thinking, yeah, I don't have time for mani-pedis and, 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 and massages every day. Come on now, self-care. And, <laughs> but really self-care is what is going to take care of you. But I, that's what I thought. I'm like, I don't have time for all that right now. I don't have time for exactly. right? right? <laughs> that's not self-care. Self-care is exactly. really, and this is really, really important. And I, I know when, when you have to wrap me up, wrap me up, but really what I've been um, working with a lot of women really high achieving, high performing women do not ask enough questions. You're in the health industry. I don't mean any disrespect. My father was an MD. My mom was an RN. So I know this, but not enough intelligent, well-educated women ask why. They go to the doctor, they trust the doctor, they nod their heads, they're out of there. And when I go through with them, this has been the past couple of years, I say, well, what was your DEXA scan? I don't know. Or, okay, he prescribed this. Um, what happens if you do something else? Or how, did you ask about this medicine or this medicine? No. These are well, educated women. I, I understand. I think there's also a different demographic in our healthcare um, because our audience are already have those degrees. And then we always are known that healthcare professionals are the worst patient because we thought we already know it. So then we start questioning the judgment or simply, yeah, okay, I'll just do it. But not thinking so much on, as you're saying, the trouble in is my why really aligned to all these suggestions or where are already calling all the friends in that subspecialty, getting multiple second opinion. But that's not the point of our discussion now uh, as we wrap up. Um, and now well, I no, so appreciate, the, the was, I'm sorry, I, I, I appreciate that you bringing this up. But yes, yeah. people do need to ask more why question. So as we finish our episode, how can people reach out to you when they wanted to discuss more? 
Well, I would love for them to go onto my Facebook page, the Fab After 50 Women's Wellness Hub. Fab After 50 Women's Wellness Hub. They're on my Instagram. And just to your point, people in healthcare do know this. People not in healthcare don't know it. They need to ask why. A lot of self-help advocacy. And that's really my mission. Um, a lot of people need that. Um, I'm on Instagram. You'll find me at the Wellness Coach. And I'm also in Clubhouse. Just find me. Really, I just, I really love this space. Thank you, Sabrina, because you really bring a lot of points home. And people can't do it alone. You, we're tribal. We can't do it alone. People need help from each other. Exactly. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope you liked today's episode. You're listening to me right now. Azar, you're frustrated by how healthcare practices are running today. I'm with you. I'm looking to change the conversation that we're having in the healthcare industry. It starts with me and starts with you. I want to connect with you and get to know your struggles and success as a healthcare leader. Visit sabrinarombach.com forward slash connect, where you can send me a direct message. If you, like me, prefer speaking, then you can record a voice note on the page. Additionally, I can get you an exclusive invitation to one of my monthly collaboration think tanks that are limited to 30 healthcare disruptors who can accelerate your results. Now, open your browser, come to sabrinarombach.com forward slash connect, and let's continue the conversation. She really gets the conversation. She understands she's an incredible listener. We were talking about worthiness and she really understands the concept of it, how it affects people in their businesses, in their clinics, in, in their daily life, in their relationships. So I just want to encourage you to one, listen to our show, but to jump on board and start listening to this woman because she has so much insight and wisdom that you don't want to miss out. Hi, this is Emmanuel Anthony, human behavioral speaker, researcher, writer, teacher, author, and consultant. I just had the amazing opportunity to connect with Sabrina on what I think is amongst one of the most professional podcasts that I've been on. Uh, not only is her professionalism very high, but her understanding and her knowledge as well. Uh, working with podcasters, sometimes I'm just being interviewed, which is perfectly fine because I'm there to share my knowledge. But this is one occasion where I can definitely say that the person that I was communicating with not only was receptive and understanding to the concepts that we were communicating in terms of business and mindset and growth, but she also had, was able to elaborate and expand on those concepts. Now, I've been doing this for 11 years. I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've spoken to a lot of people with a wealth of knowledge. It was very, very fulfilling and very nice to be able to communicate with somebody that not only had a plethora of knowledge, but could share that in a bite sized and very easily understandable kind of way. Because it doesn't matter what kind of knowledge a person has, if they can't communicate it to you, I've been speaking for the last 10, 15 years in hundreds of college campuses. Um, but to be able to speak to a peer, someone who uh, I can see eye to eye with on the same level, it becomes a conversation. Uh, I'm not talking to an audience, I'm talking to a friend, or someone that I felt like I should have met 10, 15 years ago, um, but you know, better late than never. Here I am right now to be able to just know that I'm not alone in my thoughts, uh, to know that there are other people out there who have reached the similar conclusions that I have with completely wayward and different life paths. To know that uh, there are people like us out there who believe that you can do not just option A or option B, but to do both. 
that you can have both, that you can have cake and eat it too without hurting other people. There's an ethical ability that one may have when they channel their empathy to reach people and to have them go far together. I'm Christine Nguyen, I'm a family physician and um, the founder of the White Coat Romance, the dating app and development for um, healthcare professionals um, and the larger community of White Coat professionals. And I have the honor of being a guest on the uh, powerful and passionate healthcare professionals podcast as hosted by the wonderful and lovely Sabrina Renbrack, whom is so empowering. Um, I love her energy. I love all the work that she's doing to support healthcare professionals. And we had just a blast, like talking about um, all the things that are relevant um, in our community and all the work that we're doing. And I love uh, listening to all of her podcasts and all the guests that she's interviewing um, and all the great work that they're doing. And it's just so inspiring. Um, her energy is infectious. And I love um, that she is constantly uplifting this community. So I encourage that everybody go out there and go check out her podcast. I would go ahead and binge on all the episodes like I did and you won't regret it. 